No mai haere mai, ki tēnei hōtaka, welcome to the panel on RNZ National, Wallace Chapin here. We're not as rich as we think, says ex-David Seymour, who wants to make New Zealand rich again, prioritise productivity over everything else, even over identity, the treaty and climate, that just after four. Also, we heard a lot about a foreign bias tax, well, how about an empty house tax. One tax expert says that's the way to go. $255 million a year on an empty house tax in Queenstown alone. Also on the panel today, whether or not school sports should be mandatory is being debated. Some loved it, some still triggered by it. Should the cross-country be optional? Interesting to hear your thoughts on that, 2101. And a question from a listener today. So Grant was in a supermarket recently in the eggs aisle. He saw someone open two cartons and swap the eggs around to his choosing. And he wants to ask the panel, is it reasonable or is that just ridiculous? Text me 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me, Janet Wilson, journalist, broadcaster, now co-founder of media training company Deadline. Kia ora, Janet. Kia ora, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. With us also, Anton Matthew Tirarawa, Director of the Hustle Group, Champion for Normalising Te Rawa Māori. Kete Anton, how are you? Kei te tino Wallace, tēnā koe. Kia ora, Janet. Kia ora, how are you? Very well, thank you. Good to be here. Lovely Good. to have Anton and Janet with me and looking forward to all your responses now. A storm has been brewing in the great town of Fielding. Population 18,000. Evermore is from there. Winner of New Zealand's most beautiful town 15 times. Parking etiquette has become such a toxic issue, some are refusing to engage. The powers that be want to increase the turnover of car parks, making it easier for shoppers to find a space. Manawatu District Council has proposed replacing the CBD's free all-day parking with monitored three-hour limits. Why? Let's find out. With us is Michael Ford, Fielding Deputy Mayor. Kia ora, Michael. Uh, kia ora, Wallace and uh, Janet and Anton. Great to be here from uh, Friendly Fielding. Friendly, it's friendly every day except when we're discussing parking. <laughs> 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 well, I love it. I love Fielding. It's such a great and a pretty town. What's the issue, Michael? Why can't you get around the table with parking? Well, it's been a bit, a bit of a thorny one in the 40 years that I've been working in the town centre. A lot of it's perception. Like, I, I, I work in the town centre, and the furthest I've ever had to walk to get a park is 200 metres. So that's, <laughs> that's how bad it is. But there are some um, some people, or most, most people who work in businesses in the town, just walk uh, park a little bit away from their business to allow the parks outside the shops for the customers. seems to make sense. It seems to be the decent thing to do. Unfortunately, there are a few people that won't do that, and um, they tend to work for the national companies, not so conscious of every $5 transaction or $20 transaction going through the tills, and they won't, um, because we don't have a parking restriction, they say, no one's going to tell me what to do, I'll do what I like, and have even become a bit abusive. We've tried to talk to them nicely over the years, and um, to date, to, to no great avail. So we've had a um, we've, we've had submissions from the business community at council, 
asking us to do something about it. We've come up with a proposal, but of course it costs money and um, there's been some pushback against that. Um, just to give you an idea of the cost, about um, $3.62 a week increase for a commercial ratepayer and about $0.19 cents a week increase to the district ratepayers at large. So it's not a large amount of money, but it's still it's still up in the, I think it's 400000 ish to set it up and a couple hundred thousand yeah. a year to, to run it per annum. Well, Michael, so there, there is a cost. Yeah, uh, there is a cost there. Let's see what our panellists have to say about this, replacing the CBD's free all-day parking with uh, monitored three-hour limits. Janet. Michael, um, I had a brief but inglorious moment working for my local council um, and uh, parking and changes to parking was the one thing that drove people stark staring, raving mad. Um, it, it seems extraordinary, doesn't it, that people in rural areas think they can just park outside anywhere they are and not maybe walk 20 metres, 50 metres, 100 metres to where they need to go. How entrenched do you think your local small businessmen are against the the changes that you're proposing? Are they really opposed to it or will they just go along with it if mm. you go ahead and just impose it? Look, we had a, a meeting of the business community last week and we had, um, I think for every person that was there, we had a different idea. So um, there's a, ra- a range of views. But look, Council listened to what we were told by the business community and we're probably going to come back with a bit of a softer approach where we um, have one of our council officers go around and talk to the offenders again, um, see whether we can appeal to their sense of decency and and community. Um, Following that, if that doesn't work so well, we'll get a parking warden, maybe chalking tyres and issuing infringements, low cost. Uh, and if that doesn't work, then we'll go back to the um, the frog parking system that we were proposing, possibly a modified version of it. We were doing five. We were proposing five days a week. Maybe it doesn't need that. Um, and right. So you've got a plan. You've got definitely got a plan, haven't you? We, we we have got a plan. We'll get we'll get there. But it is frustrating, and it certainly raises the blood pressure. Anton, when you go to a shop, do you um, demand that you park? exactly outside the shop? No, I, I wouldn't say I demand it, goodness me. Um, but parking, goodness, is such a divisive issue, isn't yeah. it? I mean, we, we um, there's never, ever enough parks, no matter what you do. No matter how many parks you build, Mike, <laughs> there'll never be enough. So, um, But look, we, we actually have, a, funnily enough, we have a similar issue um, where we do business. <clears throat> We're in a residential area, and it's a bit of a catch-22 because, you know, your, your staff, your kaimahi needs somewhere to park, but of course if they park in the customer car park, that takes up valuable um, parks for the customers. And then if they park on the street, you know, you upset the residents because you're parking in front of the houses. And so it's really, it's quite tricky. Um, I guess yeah. from a business owner point of view, every business owner will tell you, you know, the more convenient you make your product or your service, the, the higher the chances are of actually being able to deliver it to the community. So from a business owner point of view, you, you want to make it as easy as, and, and you know, your products and services as easy and as accessible as possible, but you know, at the same time, maybe some dedicated parking for the staff um, who are going to be there from half an hour before the shop opens to half an hour after the close. They're going to be there all day, you know, um, just so that they've got mm. somewhere to go and then and then leave the rest for the customers because at the end of the day, they're the ones who are going to spend their money. But it's a tricky balance to follow, so I certainly don't envy your position, mate. Good luck. Uh, Michael? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Anton, and you're 100% right. Look, we, we've added probably 400 parks to our CBD in the last 25 years, 
So it is, it's a constant battle, but of course people still want to park right outside where they want to go. And, um, mm. But we'll, if we can just get rid of these offenders who park outside other people's shops, um, I think we'll, um, we'll, we'll end up being pretty happy about the situation. Dare I say it, has the cycle lane issue hit the wonderful town of Fielding? Uh, yeah, we did an overkill on a on a street, North Street, and um, we re- realised that a simple white paint, a painted white line, is actually does the trick rather well. I'm a um, I'm in my sixties and I ride an e-bike, love it, and um, the the fancy all the protections and the the million dollar cycle lane um, was nowhere near as good as the piece of white, uh, sorry, painted white line on the road. Um, if, you, if you stick to the left of that, you feel quite safe. Stop making sense, Michael. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've got a, we've got a yeah. wonderful we've got a wonderful cycle uh, uh, track between Fielding and Palmerston. Well, let's put it this way: Manawatu District Council, the Fielding side of it, that, that's done. We're just waiting on Palmerston to finish their side of it. So there's a little. This thing. won't will never work, Michael. It's too easy. It just sounds too easy. Sounds too common sense. Uh, nice to have you on the program. That's Michael Ford Fielding, uh, WWF from Wonderful uh, Fielding. Can I just ask you, while you're here, Anton, um, mm. with this, with this parking and businesses, because you are you 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 own businesses. Mm. Um, what's the correlation between, from your point of view, between having car parks and people coming into the store? In your view. Well, I mean, I think um, what, one thing I'm pretty sure about is that certainly down here in Christchurch, we're a, we're a city of car drivers. Um, you know, as much as we try and push other modes of transport, um, everyone just loves to jump in, especially through winter. Um, and so you just need car parks. Without car parks, um, and we're terrible at, at carpooling as well. Everyone wants to be in the driver's seat on their own with their own podcast on, so or their own radio station on, listening to Wallace Chapman. So everyone needs. Um, their own car, which means you need a lot of car parks. So, look, the correlation is without car parks, you're just not going to get people through the door because no one um, is is going to, you know, uh, well, very few people, I think, are going to catch public transport or jump on their bike. Well, uh, it's just too hard. It's think, very interesting. We might actually come back to that tomorrow because uh, uh, for whatever reason, Christchurch is a nation of car users. But for now, it is time for I've uh, been uh, thinking. Uh, Janet Wilson, what's your IBT today? I haven't so much been thinking, Wallace, as I've been wailing, are we there yet? Uh, is, this, is this interminable political campaign that we seem to be endlessly stuck in the middle of ever, ever going to end? And in fact, I was talking to some journalists um, from the gallery in the last day or so, and they're all bemoaning and bewailing this election campaign. And I think what's happening is that people are, after three long years of covid um, after the shocks, weather shocks, climate change, storms, I think we're just all at the very, very end of our tethers and we mm. can't take too much divisiveness. And in this campaign, that's what we're getting. We're getting a lot of divisiveness. It's kind of, re- it's revealing itself as, you know, the country that we've become, the, the fractious country that we've become. And that kind of makes me sad, really, I think. It would be great if we had an election. Can I take you back to 2020 where everyone got behind one party? I know we're not a party, a one-party political system, but it would be really nice to have a sense of cohesion. Uh, Yeah, echoed by many, actually, um, from listeners to actually our panellists yesterday, 
thought exactly the same thing. Uh, not an enjoyable process, this particular no, uh, election, uh, where it should be, shouldn't it? it should be, if not enjoyable, it should be quite participatory and you get uh, maybe a little bit infused about it, but not this time around. That's right. Right. I think people are turning their backs on it. I've, I really do. Yeah. I, I kind of agree, and it's kind of it almost feels like it's going to get a little bit ugly. Whereas it would be nice if it was yeah. sort of a, a, a competition of ideas, you know, put you for put forward your ideas, and let's see exactly. which one the country wants to get behind. But it just feels like it's going to get a bit divisive and a bit ugly before it gets good. Unfortunately, eh? yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, I uh, absolutely agree. Well, we'll kill it, Janet. All right, uh, a time for I've been thinking, Anton. Matthews. Well, um, I have the unenviable task. Well, I'm actually quite excited about it, Wallace, if, if I'm being honest. I'm, the whānau and I, I've got three tamariki. Um, we're all off to the United States in a couple of weeks, which is oh, pretty wow. cool. We haven't been overseas mm. for a long time, so we're looking forward to it. We're going to go to oh. Disney World and all the rest of it. But the unenviable part is the long-haul trip. I've got three tamariki, one of which is two years old. And so um, I've been thinking about how to manage that long-haul flight. And parents, mātua out there, if you're seasoned travellers and you know how to, and you've got any tips and tricks... Um, I'm all ears. So that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment, thinking about ways I'm going to manage that long trip from uh, Auckland, Tamaki, all the way over to Houston. Come on, oh. Aotearoa. Do us proud. Give Anton some tips of how pro to, um, uh, some pro tips on how to handle free Tamaki going to the US. Can I give you just one that Please. I heard? And apparently it works fantastically. So remember this. Okay, what do you do? is you buy a box of chocolates, okay? It could be roses, it could be anything you like, just a box of chocolates. You get to your seat, and when you're in your seat, three rows behind, three rows in front, you get one of the kids to give everybody a chocolate. Okay. So when something happens mid-flight, as it will, everyone around you has the patience of a saint. I like it. I like it. It's almost predetermining the inevitable, isn't it? I exactly. Like it and apparently okay. it works. There you go. That's mine. What's yours? 2101. Meanwhile, the eggs. I saw the same thing at Countdown. Why he says, Pauline, I witnessed a well dressed lady checking two cartons and swapping eggs around. It was ridiculous. You're on can the I just. Hang on, save it, save it, Janet, save it. You're on the panel, RNZ National, time for the news.